Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of CMO Combo. This time we're joined by Christina Jaramillo, president of Personal ABM, and we're taking a look at the world of ABM tech. Namely, the fact that if your entire ABM strategy is built around tech, you're probably doing it wrong. Listen on as we take a look at everything you should be doing before you even think about buying the first piece of your ABM tech stack. Hi, Christina. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, Will. Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. And it's going to be a great conversation that we're going to have today because it's an important one on many CMOs' minds. And that's sort of the relationship between ABM and tech. Like, ABM, you do need tech, I assume. But we're going to dig into that as part of the conversation. Before we get into that, Christina, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background and why we're talking to you today? Sure, sure. Um, So I partnered with my current business partner in 2011, Eric Gruber, and we merged his content marketing firm with a LinkedIn marketing program program that I was running. And from the beginning, we always focused on making that stronger personal connection with the human buyers and target accounts. Um, But what we found is that accounts would really go dark after sales engagement. So with our clients, we were seeing that role of personal relevance being more and more important, especially when it came to digital channels. So social, um, email, and then integrating it into live conversations. And our clients started asking us to help them improve those interactions across um, any channel or touch point or interaction across the buyer's journey, the customer journey. And it's kind of where we evolved into personal ABM. And that was uh, how it was born. And our de- how our idea should really be that um, Marketing should impact more than pipeline. It really should impact anything tied to the fundamentals of sales so or of revenue, I should say. Sales velocity, stage progression, sales cycle time. Uh, it should even impact like deal sizes or account acquisition, win rates, retention expansion, anything related to revenue and particularly margin uh, growth. And another thing that we noticed, and I'm sure other people that are listening have seen this, that Marketing, it should be more included in the business challenges and better to support the organization, whether that's contract renewals, cross sells into a new business unit or, um, you know, upselling into a new a new news case into an existing customer or even uh, opening new opportunities. And I think it's really important that we shift from transactional relationships to strategic relationships when it comes to integrating uh, sales, marketing, customer success in order to maximize revenue across the board. Definitely, definitely. And as part of that, ABM has a huge part of that. Like It, it is something that goes across the board. Um, before we dig into sort of the relationship between ABM and tech, it probably makes sense to sort of talk about what is ABM right now? What does it mean for a lot of businesses? Are they doing it right? Are they doing it wrong? Like, what is, the, what is the state of ABM? And for those listening who aren't familiar with the acronym that we've been throwing around a bit, ABM means accounts-based marketing. So, Christina, what, what is the state of ABM right now? It's, it's interesting because whatever the acronym I've heard, ABS, so account-based sales, another one that's I've just been introduced to the last couple of months is ABO, account-based orchestration. Whatever you, whatever you want to call it, it's working together with target accounts, but it's really not working as well as it's intended. Um, I'm, and I say this in not just me saying it, I've seen reports from ITSMA, about a third of ABM programs are um, you know, driving successful business uh, or significant business growth or even revenue growth. So that's 
what, 60, 70% that aren't doing well. And then, um, you know, they're underperforming. And it's because I think the direction and definition of account-based any type of approach has become really diluted. I think a lot of people are saying, um, you know, ABM is really ABM tech technology, but it's really become tactical. So I've heard organizations say, you know, we're running out account-based gifting program with like Alice or Sendoso. So they're doing um, that, they're part compartmentalizing account-based uh, approaches, or we're doing account-based advertising or outreach, but ABM is not really a thing to do. It's not a tactic. It's not a campaign. It's an integrated business strategy. Like I said before, it's really, how are we going to get the business to the next level of growth? So typically with those 20% of accounts that can deliver 80% of your organization's revenue for now, so today, and then in the future down the line. And I, I think um, ABM has become synonymous with ABM tech um, because you know, it, it's a shiny new piece of MarTech that we have to, um, you know, that we all think we have to get. I actually written a couple of articles about this and uh, one was just published on the CMO Alliance blog. And this particular story that I mentioned in the article is interesting to me. I was talking about a, with a CMO of a channel sales technology. The CMO was 20, 30 year seasoned marketer. So this wasn't somebody that was new to the game. Um, and she started rattling off technologies when I said, what are you doing when it comes to account-based marketing or account-based approach? And she just said, we have Sixth Sense, we have Terminus, we have Xan, Outreach, others. And then she said, well, we're even a case study for Sixth Sense. Um, and I understand that maybe they're using Sixth Sense right and correctly and getting results, but it's not necessarily that they're doing ABM. So she even, you know, when I dug a little further, she said that they were getting traction with the program, but they were really challenged to get multi-year contracts with accounts that were... 75,000 US per year. So they were kind of stuck in that five-figure deal and they wanted to expand the deals. And their particular competitor happened to be seen as a safe bet. You know, everyone knows Salesforce and that was their competitor. And, you know, they're a large player in the market. So it's really hard to compete with them. But it was obvious in speaking with her that she wasn't teaching for differentiation um, to compete with Salesforce. When, when that means with content, with messaging, to show how the impact of maybe the competitor-specific gaps would have on the target accounts that they were looking to close. They weren't changing the sales and marketing motions, and they weren't changing the interactions that um, you know anybody who's customer or prospect-facing was having. And with those larger accounts, you have to teach for differentiation, you have to tailor for relevance, and you have to can't treat every account the same way, especially if you're looking for these larger deal size. And I'm saying this just to point out that this is something I've heard a lot. It's coming from CMOs. It's coming from VPs of marketing. They are making their a ABM tech, whatever they choose, um, synonymous with their account-based strategy. And I really think that makes it account-based advertising and targeted demand gen versus um, a strategic approach. And it's really hard to take a step back once you've deployed these large pieces of tech, you know, and I think there's just such a focus on scaling right away that they get the strategy portion wrong. I've heard stories about people inheriting pieces of ABM tech and knowing that it was purchased without a strategy in place. So they're kind of backpedaling and justifying the spend to re even renew it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just, 
I think people are putting the cart before the horse when it comes to purchasing ABM tech and approaching ABM tech. It's so interesting that when you you ask ask them, what are you doing for ABM? And they immediately rattle off a load of technologies. It it speaks volumes about how they're approaching it. Like if you ask someone like, how are you doing content marketing? And they just list a load of like content editing tools or something. That doesn't tell you what kind of content they're producing. That's not a strategy. That is the tools that you have. And the very fact you're thinking of it tools first says that there isn't a plan in place so that, that is that the crux of the problem that people are just throwing money at abm tech without really thinking about how the tech stack should fit together how it's actually serving the functions of the business properly in terms of their abm strategy absolutely i think it's a little backwards i think it's you know we want to scale so we're going to go big and get this really big piece of um you know expensive abm tech and i don't think or i've heard a lot of people say that they didn't realize how much dedication is needed in terms of internal ownership of the tech. So I've heard organizations that have someone that just handles MarTech and especially when it comes to ABM tech, because some of these are really complicated pieces of, of, of um, technology. And if there's not someone to own it, then you're not doing it correctly. Um, and it's it's really hard to run the strategy, run the tech. And I think they think about that or realize it after they've already purchased and made a commitment for a contract for who knows how long and how and how expensive it can be. And then again, you have to justify the expense after you already made it and then justify renewals. And then you're not getting the results that you really intended because you went tech first instead of what are we filling in to the tech? So are we amplifying mediocre um, demand gen and um, lead gen kind of campaigns and just having it a little more targeted because we have the ABM tech, or are we actually figuring out how we're going to uh, reach out to these named accounts? And another thing that's an issue I'm sure we'll get to is that people don't tier the accounts. So they're going to treat a smaller potential account the same as they would someone that the account is bigger and more substantial and maybe has a a longer uh, retention possible. So it's there's a mix of things, but I think it's let's buy the tech first and then figure it out later as opposed to the opposite. And, and it sounds like even if they are seeing results, as you said, the, from the example you gave, uh, that, that CMO was a, a case study for a success story for, for Sixth Sense. So even, even if you are seeing the result, are, are seeing results, you are seeing growth, you are seeing increased revenue, it might not be the maximal maximum potential of what you could possibly be getting out of the ABM tech. Like You're using Absolutely. it probably just the the barest minimum of the, the potential that you have there without having a plan in place before, a plan of how to use it, how to actually fit it together to suit your strategy rather than building your strategy around the tech. Yeah, because I've heard people have, like, a, they'll rattle off a, seriously a dozen or even more pieces of MarTech and then they all have to integrate and all that. And then I don't think having more means more more results. I think less is definitely more when it comes to this stuff. Like, own, own the one or two pieces that are working really well, maximize them, then start adding on. But even, even when I work with clients, they're like, okay, what do we need to buy when it comes to tech? And I'm like, that's the last thing that we do. We're going to amplify the strategy that we created so that we know it's working. So I think the marketers are just in, and I think it's an internal thing too, is that a lot of marketers are pushed to scale. So that's the way they go. They go for the one to few or one to few and one to many programs instead of focusing on those one-to-one interactions which will further improve the one to few and one to many. Okay, cool, cool. So let's let's talk about what kind of functions ABM tech should be doing. Like when like when should you start thinking about 
bringing these functions in? Like when, like what, what stage do your ABM strategy be before you start bringing in these different functions? I, from what I've seen and from what I've experienced, I think people should bring it in once they're mature. If they think, you know, this is the way we're going to go, this is the way our organization is going to go, um, that shouldn't be the first thing they do. So I'm I'm thinking a maturity of at least we're running it successfully. Everybody's inter- interacting correctly internally for about at least six months to a year and then try to think of it that way. Because if there is no internal alignment, you can buy all the MarTech in the world in ABM and it's just not going to work. So it, it needs, sales has to be on board, marketing has to be on board, customer success needs to be on board. But more importantly, leadership of those departments needs to be on board and know that they're going to work hand in hand, um, you know, and, and, and in lockstep before you even start thinking about deploying MarTech, because I think it's going to set you up for failure. And then you're going to just say, oh, we tried ABM for six months or a year using whatever piece you decide to, you know, whatever piece of tech you decide to purchase and it didn't work. And it's because you tried, you treated it again, like another tactic as opposed to this business growth strategy for the whole organization. So, so you think you can do ABM without ABM tech then? Ideally, you'll actually be utilizing your strategy before you even purchase your first piece of ABM tech. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. Her, um, Jillian Gartner, she's at Conduit, and she was saying how they do the crawl, walk, run approach before they start deploying things. And it also helps with the internal um, marketing that she has to do to get everybody on board. If we do it smaller and prove to our, you know, prove the success to sales and to customer success in the marketing, from marketing's perspective, then it'll be easier to scale it later and get the results that you need. And, you know, just because there is MarTech out there for certain things, it might not be right for your organization. There's certain pieces of ABM tech that are better for suited for, um, you know, who you're selling into, what you're looking to do, if you, you know, what your size your deals are. You might not necessarily need demand base or terminus if you're selling something less than uh, five or six figure deals. So you just have to actually evaluate things and just don't go for the new shiny tool um, because you think that it's the thing to do. And it might, you also have to take a step back and say, is it going to integrate into things that we already have? And how is it going to fit correctly to maximize um, everything? And, and I suppose as well, if you're already got the ABM system going in the in the company, then you can think about how you acquire the, the tech in terms of what kind of gaps need to be plugged, what kind of things need to be enhanced, rather than just saying, we need this ABM tech. You can think more strategically about how you build that tech stack, which is obviously going to make the CFOs happier out there. They're going to, they, they're going to be thinking a bit more smart about how they uh, purchase the, the tech and not making frivolous buys as well, I suppose. Absolutely. And ABM tech as the space is just really growing all the time. And it's always like evolving. We have, you know, I mentioned a couple of them, but, but there's also, um, you know, there's demand base, there's Terminus, Sixth Sense, Outreach and Sales Loft for automating sales engagement. Then you have Intent, um, you know, from like Bombora or Intensify, G2. There's so many things out there um, that I think you have to take a step back. And even you mentioned content marketing. There's uh, platforms like Path Factory and Uberflip for that. And, you know, the list goes on and on because from the, you go to videos and account-based advertising, it's, it's really extensive. So you have to figure out what's going to work. What are you, what is your team going to uh, adopt internally? Because I've heard others, you know, horror stories about people saying, you know, we bought Vidyard, but, you know, 
the internal use of it or the internal adoption is really low. So we're not maximizing the benefit. So if you're not taking the time to train, like if marketing buys Vidyard and you're not taking the time to train or help sales and tell them this is how you can utilize it and best deploy it and maximize results, then you're going to, of course, not have the adoption that you need. Um, but again, tech is just a piece of the puzzle. It shouldn't fuel the whole thing. Um, ABM tech, tech is really, um, it's the purpose is to amplify, but it's not the entire purpose. It's for um, it's the tech. It's it really should be that you're focusing on revenue growth and what are we going to do to do such you know to achieve that goal. Definitely, definitely. So let's let's roll it all the way back, shall we? To let's let's picture a CMO. They've heard all about the benefits of ABM. They're looking to investigate it. What should they be thinking about right at the start? How should they start? approaching ABM and bringing out a strategy across the entire business before they start buying any kind of ABM tech? Well, I think there are certain things that they have to ask themselves. There are, you know, questions of what are the business revenue problems that we're trying to fix? So one of our clients um, works with large accounts. So they work with uh, customers like UPS, Walmart, things like that. So they are 25 they have 25 enterprise accounts and they were at risk of either leaving to a competitor or just not renewing at all. So they wanted to cut that 25 down to half. So having a piece of tech isn't going to help that. They need to figure out how are we going to stop customer churn? What are the challenges that we're having with penetrating those accounts? Um, you know, how are we having a hard time cross-selling, upselling, you know, are we ha- challenged to get higher deal sizes? Are the sa- sales cycles too long? What are the challenges that we're trying to fix? Um, are win weights too low for some reason? Are we consistently losing um, to RFPs? Too many accounts in the pipeline that are really just going dark and not progressing further in their, their journey. So I think once you uncover those goals, you can see how you can prove the motions. How are we going to market um, across the organization, how those interactions going to improve. And in most cases, it's the team's interactions and um, you know what they're sharing, the experiences they're delivering that's really causing those revenue challenges. So marketing might be saying one thing, sales is communicating another, and then customer success or customer support is doing something else. So if we're not all on the same page, it's confusing for the customer or the prospect. Um, so I think that's why if you start smaller, and you apply those strategies and processes to fix the interactions first, and you apply that personal one-to-one approach with those accounts that are scale um, having issues, it'll make it um, easier to scale, which is what we're always looking to do as marketers and just in organizations, we want to scale. And I think we want to go too fast, to like move too quickly. No, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're always at risk of that in the marketing world for sure. Um, but you've got to, fix those foundations before you build. So yeah, using the ABM processes to solve problems you might have before you actually go into like the outreach, the, the outwards ABM kind of processes makes a lot of sense. So in terms of organizational alignment, we've talked about it quite a lot. How important is it to ABM? Like how important is it to get all the different stakeholders on board? Like we've talked about it being a company-wide thing, but mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's, let's reiterate just how essential it is to have these, these different stakeholders all involved, all on the same, all working towards the same thing when it comes to ABM. Yeah, absolutely. It's It really is. And somebody said it the, to me the other day, and I thought it was really smart the way they thought about it. Um, 
in or, before they even approached ABM as a thing for their particular department, they had to do a lot of internal marketing to get everybody on board. Mm-hmm. So you have to say, you know, you want to get sales on board with you. You have to speak their language. We're just going to help. We're going to help you uh, reach your quotas faster. We're going to help you um, close more deals faster. We're going to help you um, move those accounts that are stuck for whatever reason or go dark for whatever reason. So, and then you go to customer success or the customer side and said, well, we're going to help you increase your retention rate. At the end of the day, they were all on the same side. We're all on the same team. It should be that we're working towards revenue. We all wanted the company to do well because then we all in turn do well. So I think if you put it in their perspective, just like you would for your prospects or customers, the same kind of thing applies. So I, you know, marketing could be churning out great success and achieving what they want, but if a sales isn't on board and customer success or even leadership isn't on board, it's not going to trickle down and it's not going to have the impact. And I think that's why it goes back to only a third of those ABM programs are driving the significant revenue results. And then if part of the the process between these different departments breaks down with ABM, it's so much more noticeable than if you're doing some kind of mass marketing. If, if a sales call fails with traditional marketing or traditional sales processes, then that's fine. On to the next one. If it breaks down as part of ABM, then that is a major problem. You could be missing out on a massive deal or losing a contract that you already have. So having all those different things aligned is got to be absolutely essential. How do you go about aligning them along the same processes like whose whose job is that in the in the company yeah that that could be a tricky question because it depends if i've heard people that are like we're you know sales and marketing don't do anything without you know being in tune together and then well we meet with sales once a year or once a quarter and i'm like uh you know or i've never sat in a sales meeting as a marketer and i'm like oh boy so it's it's just like you can't speak your customer's language if you don't know what their problems are and you can't be as relevant to them. So I think really what it is, is people have to start one with a roadmap. You know, how are we going to drive those accounts to revenue instead of having that age old handoff that causes sales to work separately for marketing? Like we're just going to pass the baton. That's not going to work. Not for these bigger accounts, not for these accounts that we, we know that we want to win. We know we want to protect them from leaving or we want to expand them. They need that personal bespoke touch to, you know, to, in order to get to revenue. And I think Number two is change management. It's really stop trying to retrofit ABM into what you're already doing in terms of lead tech, uh, lead processes, demand gen. You know, it only retrofitting that only works if you want a lead engine. If you want to continue with leads and demand gen, that's fine. But if you want a revenue engine or something that's going to fuel revenue growth, then you really have to think of it again as a strategy. And as CMOs in particular, we need to change those sales and marketing motions and processes. And it really is the CMO's job to get in uh, the good graces of sales in order to have this fuel um, all together. And I really think whoever is in charge of either department, they have to be willing to work together. And I think if they get that influence or... um, the the go ahead from like president the president or the c level whoever's in charge or the ceo excuse me it's going to make it okay this is how we're going to market as an organization and then everyone else will be able to adopt it i think if if as a lower level marketer it's really impossible to work the other way up um so it's definitely the senior level that needs to work at this fantastic fantastic so once you've got everyone aligned who starts developing 
the ABM strategy? Who starts developing that process? Is it is it the CMO? Because it sounds like they're doing a lot already, but I, that's the CMO's life, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's the CMO, but definitely the CSO, the CRO as well. You have to get them on board because otherwise they will come to you and say, you know, these are our top 500 accounts. Let's do ABM with them. And you'll be like, wait a second. How how do you even process that? That's why I, I suggest that starting small and working your way up is better. Um, because I've had people working with salespeople and they'll come to me and say, you know, we want to close um, or we would really like this logo. We'd really want to work with Levi's. And I'm like, okay, great. Do you have a use case for them? Do you have any experience selling into retail? Do you um, have any case studies or examples we can use for them? No, no, no crickets. So then, you know, you have to get everybody on board that way because they don't know how much work it is on the marketing side. They have to answer those questions. Is there any intent? Did something happen with their organization that you know they're going to need your solution? And I I really think it's also getting back to that change management. A lot of marketers are really focusing on those MQLs and it's really not helping. Um, It's not at the end of the day, it's not focusing on the entire journey of the customer life cycle. We need an ABM strategy is not just gonna fill the pipeline, it needs to fill the pipeline and then also push it all the way to revenue. So if they're not progressing, then I think that's why people stop to say, you know, ABM's not working for us. And it's because they didn't go back and say, what challenges are we trying to fix? Because you can't fix all the challenges at once. You have to pick what are the biggest ones, work on those and then add more. And I think, Taking on too much is, again, is something that marketers tend to do. But if they focus, how is this going to impact revenue every time they do something, it will make their focus, it, it will keep them more focused. Okay. Let's, let's go back to what you're saying about people turning around saying, like, oh, ABM is not working for us. How long should people wait to see if, well, how long, not, it will, they won't be waiting around, of course, but how long should people let these kinds of tests run for? How long should they be? like analyzing the results for before they start making the big push into ABM in terms of purchasing tech and stuff like that? Oh yeah, I would definitely give it a few quarters to make sure that you're in the right direction. Um, Again, you don't want to amplify mediocre with the tech. Mm -hmm. Um, So just make sure, is it going back to those questions of what we're trying to figure out, fix? Are we trying to fix uh, velocity of sales, revenue, um, growth, expansion? Pick one area of focus, get that right. And then you can scale it to other um, aspects of it and then think about the tech because most of these um, technologies are expensive. They're at least six figures, which is one thing, but then you do need an internal person to manage them because otherwise you're not going to get the, the, um, the results that you want. And that's why I think a lot of people don't stop and think the, you know, it's, oh, it's not as expensive because it's only the one-time payment, but then there is manpower beyond it on the other end. So, and then there's someone to develop the strategy. So if you don't have all those things already in place, you're just purchasing something just because it's shiny and new and you think that you need to have it because our competitors have it or whatever reason that you go into it. And, and then once, once you purchase it, as you said, people have got to learn how to use it. They've got to learn how to integrate into the strategy. So it's just going to be sitting around for potentially months. Oh my God. I've heard so many people that, oh yeah, we have it. We just haven't done anything yet. I'm like, what are you doing? You're paying for something you're not using. And it's it just it boggles my mind. And then you wonder why your, your marketing budget gets cut because you're reversely spending. Like you mentioned, you're, you're not, I've heard someone call the um, CFO, especially when, you know, budgets get tight, the CF no. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, um, you know, 
using that spend correctly, it'll get cut from one day to the other. So um, figure out what MarTech's going to work for you because gifting might work for you. It might not. Um, a demand base or terminus type thing might work for you. It might not. It's not necessarily because you see somebody else using it and they're having great results that it's for you. Like an e-gifting, I, I don't know anyone that's ever closed a six or seven figure plus deal with giving someone a customized mug for their favorite team or a jersey. Like I just, I don't see that happening very often. And I'm, I'm sure there are few and far between, but it, I don't think so. So, so there isn't a one size fits all. When no, it comes absolutely to not. Tech. No. no, absolutely no. not. So when it comes to actually working out what ABM tech will be right for your business? How how should you approach it? How should you look at it? Should be should should you be looking to improve what's going well? Should you be looking to fix what's not going well? Like what what is the kind of mindset you should be approaching ABM tech with? I think you need to stop thinking of it as um, ABM lead gen or ABM account ba- uh, excuse me account based advertising. Mm-hmm. So. Are we trying to amplify lead gen and demand gen? Is that what where our goal is? Then, okay, maybe just purchase the APM tech and continue what you're doing because it's a little more focused. <laughs> Are we trying to actually close more deals? Are we trying to improve all those fundamentals that, of revenue that we've been discussing so far? Then, then you can say that you're ready for it um, because I think making it synonymous, ABM synonymous with tech is again, just putting it into that demand gen category. Um, and we've been doing that as marketers for how long already? We don't need to do it a little more targeted. So it's just, it boggles my mind, but I think it's just, that's the way a lot of us are so wired. Um, But I think they need to just, what are the goals that we want to fix? Not just pushing out more. Definitely, definitely. And and I think your approach of actually having the strategy run for a while first before you make any big purchases, it's it's going to be a real eye-opener like, would you almost recommend companies that think they're doing ABM now to maybe try it without the ABM tech to see if they can function without this tech that they've spent lots of money on? Yeah, I, you'd be surprised at how many people we work with that don't really have like the quote unquote ABM tech. They have the CRM and they have um, other sales enablement tools, but they don't have ABM tech. Um Either there's no budget for it or they uh, don't see the need yet. And if you start small, it gives you a chance to tweak and improve and that'll help you to scale. So we obviously, given our name, Personal ABM, we start on the one-to-one, master that, and then you can scale it to the one-to-few, the one-to-many, because you'll gain so much more insights when you're dealing with the person behind the account, the individual people behind the account, as opposed to the quote unquote persona, or, you know, they fit my ICP or they fit my, um, my criteria of an organization, but they're an actual person. So what is important to uh, the CMO is not necessarily as a more, if you're selling, let's say into the marketing department, what's important to the CMO is not as going to be as important to what's in uh, the MarTech or the marketing operations person. Obviously they all have a common goal, but their individual KPIs are different. So if you can gain insights into all the people within that buying committee in the bigger organizations, then you can use those insights to scale and amplify for one to few and one to many. And, and we've seen it happen. And I think people just get scared of starting small. I, I, I think always go big first. And I, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the right way. Yeah, I think 
there, there's a time and a place for go big or go home when it comes to marketing and yeah, yeah when it when it comes to dropping six figures on abm tech then maybe you should start small and think about it a bit more before you, you start signing checks or, or have people purchase things these days maybe they don't sign checks maybe they're paying for it with crypto <laughs> or something i don't know um so this we've covered like a fair bit of ground um christina um and some really really good points but if you were to throw out like your ultimate golden rule sort of to tie everything together for our, our listeners like what would it be when it comes to ABM tech and a, well, sort of ABM strategies as a whole, I suppose. Take a step back and say, are what we're approaching, is it tying it back to revenue? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it should be doing. Otherwise, you're just doing the same marketing tactics, just more targeted. Um, you're still doing the demand gen. You're still doing ads. You're still doing even, I've seen people say they're doing landing pages, personalized landing pages. So they're doing ABM um, for particular stakeholders. And it's, it is a type, but I would call it like ABM light, not necessarily full-blown <laughs> ABM. Um, but make sure that you're tying everything back that you do to revenue as much as possible. And I think that'll be like your North Star. It'll help you stay focused because it's easy to get sidelined with all the extra shiny new tech that's out there because you're like, oh, we do need this gifting and then we need this content and then we need this campaign management one and we need intent. And then it starts getting so big that it's so unmanageable and you don't even know where to start and you just get lost. So revenue goals, what are we trying to achieve? Awesome. Thank you very much, Christina. This has been fantastic. I've, I've certainly found it very interesting. I'm sure our audience has found it interesting. As you said, people aren't using ABM tech properly at the moment. So maybe, maybe this will help people rethink their approach, particularly when it comes to building an ABM function strategy across their business from like the ground up. Um, but thank you very much for joining me today, Christina. This has been great. And thank you very much to our listeners. I'm sure you found this very useful. We'll be back soon with another CMO Combo.